so we buttoned yeah so i've had a really uh bad week and i got stitches for the first time in my hand on monday it's saturday morning right now and jennifer you just asked me if i bled all over because <laughs> you want to know if i live in a blood-stained apartment yes that's something i need to know so i this is how i got stitches in my hand i was washing a blender and i dropped the blade and caught it a little too effectively in my right hand and like <laughs> you know like the my first instinct was oh run out under cold water and I did that, and I, like, when I did that, I could see how deep it was, and I was like, oh, no. And I stopped the water, and my palm just, like, filled with blood. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'm, like, cupping this palm of blood. And this is where I don't, you know, this is where you have to be, like, people are not smart, where I was like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Like, why did I need to, like, somehow treat the wound in the bathroom as opposed to the kitchen? But so I walked, like, and to get to my bathroom, I had to go, like, all the way through the living room into the bathroom, and then I washed it again. Again, I don't know why that was my thought. And it would not stop bleeding, so I grabbed this, like, hand towel, and I just, like, sat down and held it above my, like, you know, staunching the blood with the towel and, like, held it above my head for, like, 15 minutes, and then it was still bleeding, and I was like, oh, man, I think I need stitches and like it's in that like big muscle right underneath your thumb and i was like it's yep. ne- it's never going to heal because that moves all the time there's no way to hold it still and so i was just like it had been a long day i was wearing like gross pajamas i didn't have a bra on i was just like i look and feel terrible and now i have to like go to the urgent care and so i like cried some tears of self pity not pain not fear <laughs> self pity <laughs> and then I ate dinner (laughs) and then I drove myself to urgent care in my manual car this is my right hand and the whole time I was like aside from the self-pity tears I was just like very calm and collected and like I'm gonna need stitches you know this is your hand you don't want to fuck around with that uh and uh you know I I walked into the urgent care and the surly receptionist was like what can I do for you and I was like I just held my hand up and I was like I need stitches um and like like, I'm bleeding to death yeah and I was I was super chill like you know and at this point the bleeding had slowed a little bit but like 20 minutes it should be totally clotted and it was just like no I'm an open wound um so it's totally fine and then um you know, the nurse checks you in and then the doctor comes and the doctor walked in, took one look at it and goes, oh yeah, we're going to need to stitch that up. And as soon as she said that, I was just like, no, like <laughs> this whole time I knew I needed stitches. And then the doctor said it and I was like, can I just go home? It's and so, real. <laughs> yeah, you know, they like talk to you to like distract you. And she's like, um, you know, they give you shots to numb it first, which hurts so bad and so she's like talking me through this and um she's like oh what you know where do you work what do you do and I'm like talking and the nurse comes over and is like oh I have to give you a tetanus shot and I'm like don't tell me what you're doing just stab me and they're like laughing and the nurse is like oh they tell me I'm really good at this and I was like oh you were really good like I didn't even know you did it and um the other nurse who was there was like have you eaten today and I was like yeah I did and they're like can I get you anything do you want some apple juice and I'm like no I'm okay and then the doctor's like 
You know, normally when people talk like you do, they're about to pass out. And I thought about it and it was like, I thought I was talking normally, but I totally must have been like, no, wow, you were, oh, you were really good. Like, I just must have immediately sounded drunk. Like, I could hear it in my own voice and like, so then they gave me apple juice and a straw and I was just like, this is, this is a moment. Um, I feel like a child. Anyway, so I, I got four stitches in my hand. This is baby's first stitches. Do you feel, do you feel a little more adult because you got stitches all by yourself? I mean, I do feel like I, I kind of passed through a rite of passage because I've never had stitches before. And in true all things terror fashion, even like when they give you the shot to numb it, they have to like stab you right where you've been cut and it hurts so bad but then it's just like super numb and I'm like I know that you're literally sewing my hand but I can't feel anything and so there was a moment where I thought oh my god they used to give people stitches without anesthesia and um so I was quite grateful for that but yeah I do feel kind of both badass and foolish for driving myself to the urgent care like, I, one of my coworkers was like, I live, like, two minutes away. You could have called me, and I could have driven you. And I was like, honestly, it didn't even occur to me. Like, I was just like, I, I there was even a part where I was like, I could take an Uber. And then I'm like, why would I take an Uber? I can drive. I'm fine. Um, so I guess if I ever have a heart attack, I will be one of those statistics of people that drive themselves to the ER, which you're not supposed to do, by the way. But you did anyways. Yeah, mm -hmm. but... It was okay. Um, yeah, and then I had to have a check. This is a really long story, um, but, you know, you have to go back and make sure that, like, they're healing okay. And my tetanus shot fucking kicked my ass. Like, I thought I was getting the flu, and it was, like, really sore and red. And, you know, two or three days later, I'm going in, and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, those stitches look perfect. Awesome. We'll see you in a week. And I'm like, yeah, but is this okay? And she looks at it, and she just goes well, it doesn't look like cellulitis. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. And she's <laughs> like, um, and I'm like, so like come back if it doesn't get better. And she's like, yeah, like if it was a real infection, I think it would be worse right now. And I'm like, I guess so. Is that a question? Uh, and I went home and I was like, oh, I, I guess I'll Google what this thing is that I don't have. And it's a staph infection. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, doctor, like, I don't don't think... don't rebrand it. <laughs> yeah, but I, it was just this very frustrating moment where I was like, "Well, yeah, I figured if it was more serious, I would have come in sooner." But like, all I ever want in interactions with professionals is for them to tell me something that I can't learn from the internet. And the first time I went there, when they stitched it up, I was like, "Thank you." I mean, I know how to embroider, but I don't think I could do this in human flesh. And uh, yeah, but then the checkup, I was just like, this is this is not a satisfactory interaction. So anyway, it's been a week. And then yesterday, I in the morning, I dropped my phone in the toilet. The phone is fine. And then last night... But is your toilet? I, I broke the toilet, actually. I cracked it right in half. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and then last night, I'm going to bed, and I knock something off the counter, and I hear it break. And I'm like oh, please don't tell me that that is what I thought it was. And I turn around and it was, it was my French press. And I was just like, 
fuck, now I can't make coffee. Um, and I had to have, For like... For those of you who don't know, Emily without coffee in the morning is not a person you want to know. No, it's not. Um, like, friends who've traveled with me are just, like... I, I will say I've gotten a lot better. People who've known me a long time, like my family and my long-term friends, like, now they're, like... I'll wake up and get ready and be like, okay, let's go get coffee. And they're like, wow, you're, you're doing really well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I was drinking last night, which is like just even worse that I have to wake up and be like, I can't have coffee. But, uh, yeah, it's been a long week. It's been a difficult week. It's one of those weeks. I don't know if you ever feel like this where you're like, not, I need a vacation, but I wish I could like crawl out of my skin and vacation in someone else's body like be someone else for a week i can't say i have felt that way but i will say that um (laughs) there are days where i'm driving towards whatever obligation i have and i think about maybe i just keep going straight (laughs) (laughs) well that's so my um (laughs) My dad visited and dropped off, like, every childhood thing ever. Like, all the things that your parents store are now in my tiny house. And I was going through them, and then I cut my hand, and I can't do anything with it. And so my house looks like I'm moving because it has all these boxes everywhere. And every time I walk in my house, I'm like, what if I just walked away and never came back to it like it's so messy it stresses me out being here and I'm just like what if I never came back (laughs) I mean okay so that is a feeling I do uh, understand very well I mean you know how I was when you and Clint were coming to visit and this is just an admission for people who don't know me but um I'm, I'm not sure that you would describe my need for neatness and cleanliness as compulsive, but it is certainly very rigid in particular. I That's a really fair thing because, like, I would say you were compulsive if, like, I was there and I set a coffee cup on your countertop and you immediately came behind me and, like, put it away or, like... You were like, Emily, you need to tidy your space. or Like, you're not weird like that. Like, you don't like getting people's shit about it, but you do like your space to be very clean. And mostly empty of stuff. Yeah, and I have a friend who's visiting me um, in June, I think, and his apartment is always like that. It's very, like, clean and spare. And I'm like, my house is insanity. Like... I have so much shit. I don't think I do, but, like, I'm like, oh, a bare wall? Let's put more art there. Like, every color is... My house is crazy, and I just... People like you... It's very comfortable for me most of the time, but, like, people like you who are, like, clean and minimalist, I just want to be like, I'm sorry. Like, you're going to get, like, uh, like, overwhelmed. Uh, like, it's gonna be like walking into a carnival. Um... So anyway, (laughs) I mean, the thing is, is like, for me, it's like having a lot of stuff and having like a dirty house for me is like a prevention 
to like accomplishing anything else. It's like if I have to focus on all this stuff going on, then I can't do all the stuff that I want to do. And I realize like that is just very much my brain because there are plenty of people that can <clears throat> they come home and like they have dishes on the counter and they have stuff all over the walls and they have like bookshelves that are overstuffed with books and they go yeah, this is fine. And then they can just go do anything, but I can't do that. Like, that's a huge barrier for me. Yeah. And that makes like, sense. Because, like, growing up, my mom was like, you know, like, everything was so neat and clean. And, like, we could not, she would, you know, if you, like, if the dishwasher's running and so you, like, set dishes in the sink, she would not let us set dishes in the sink. It was on the counter. And if she could see dishes on the counter, she'd be like, why don't you wash that by hand? Like, Everything was always so perfect. Like, I don't ever remember seeing a a countertop that had, like, crumbs on it in my life. And, like, everything was just constantly, constantly clean. Like, um, my mom would, like, get frustrated if there was, like, dust on the baseboards. Like, very intense. And, like, for a house with, like, tons of pets and five people, that's a lot to keep up with. And um, I think that's one reason why, like, for me... I will come home and be like, yeah, it's but it's bugging me that I have dirty dishes in the sink, but I'd rather hang out with the pets or like to me. I also like that, like my house looks like there's stuff happening. Like you walk in and you can see like, oh, there's a painting project over there. Like, oh, there are all these books all over, but it's because I'm in the middle of reading it. Like, I like that it feels like people live here and I don't feel like I'm living in a museum where I'm worried about making a mess and it, it, it is I think too that very big like I don't have to watch my step and I don't have and and that's why like I know that that's why I'm okay with it being messy because it's like it, it so, is a direct like thing and I'm like maybe in 10 more years of therapy I won't have to be like this is how I live my life mom <laughs> <laughs> also I would just like to point out my house is like cluttered and kind of chaotic but it's not like sticky or gross like yeah there's a difference between like messy and cluttery versus like filthy and I think that's like a fine line for me because I can you you bring up a point and I want to like circle back to it but um this will get me there but like I mean, I've been in your house, and not for once did I ever think, like, and I am going to get some sort of, like, weird Emily, infection. <laughs> Emily needs an adult. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, it, it is exactly the way you described it. It is. It has stuff in there. Um, there's things on the walls. Uh, there's lots of furniture, and there's things in or on the furniture. And, like, um, for me, that just feels, like, lived in. And I've been to a lot of people's houses where the house is lived in and I know that when people come to my house sometimes you say museum quality that's not really true but for me it probably feels like they wonder how long I'm gonna stick around (laughs) (laughs) I think your house feels like um all every object in it is chosen with like a lot of care and you're like this is the table that I want forever like this table is exactly what I want this you know yeah, that's exactly what it is. I and for me, I'm like, I found this on the side of the road, <laughs> which is not an exaggeration. Several things in my house were found on the side of the road. 
Um. Well, you know, and it's, you know what, in some ways it's like opposite spectrums of like the same intent because like for me, it's like if I'm going to bring something into my house, I want it to be something that I'm going to take care of and keep up for a long time because I don't want to have to buy it. I don't want to contribute to like mass consumerism or like, you know, environmental problems that come with having stuff. And some of my things are secondhand. Some of them are new and I buy sustainably, um, but you know, for me, because I am so particular, what I put into my house has to be something that I want to be there. Yeah. And I feel like for you, you're like, I can do something with this and it's an opportunity to make it new, which yeah. is not a drive I have, <laughs> but same, probably same intention behind it, which is like, this will fit into my house. It will supply me with the thing that I need and I'm not doing all these bad, bad things or contributing to bad, bad things. We are, yeah, you are right that we are opposite ends of the same spectrum. Also, I have to send you this picture of this painting that I bought at a thrift store. It's like this really crazy 70s painting of like these eagles. And it's really (laughs) weird. But I just bought it and I was like, this is insane and it makes me laugh. And I hung it in my, I have like nice art, like original art, like oil paintings that I've done and like originals by artists and like I have this print from Cuba that's like this semi-famous artist and stuff (coughs) and it's all hanging up next to this crazy eagle painting and every time I look at it I just like chuckle I'm like it's so weird I love it I don't even need to see it (coughs) all I hear is eagle and 1970s and I'm I'm already picturing it in my head it's pretty glorious um well and um, also, I will say, um, welcome to All Things Terror. I'm Emily. I'm Jennifer, and this is a podcast where we talk about things that terrify us from true crime, current events, science, history, and other places, wherever we can find it. And sometimes those things are our own lives. Um, and Clint... Our houses. <laughs> yeah, our houses, my life. Um, one second while I cough. Stop smoking, Emily. <coughs> Stop aspirating coffee. <coughs> like to live so, on the edge. Um, but Clint, <laughs> you can cut out the cough. <coughs> but Clint, you cannot cut out all of that banter at the beginning because like my house and life of horrors, um, I've got a really uh, shit show of a story this week. Hold on. But before we jump into it, I would like our listeners to know that it is 9.17 my time, 8.17 your time. Yeah. And um, I have a fine scotch in front of me. Are you, Did you actually go get the Tecate? <laughs> do you, you want to tell people the story of Tecate? <laughs> I mean, listen, this is just like the all Emily embarrassment hour this week. So yeah, sure. So... Last night, uh, I had had a couple beers, and I was home. I was knitting and watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like the wacky and and crazy party animal that I am. And I was like, I really want a Tecate tomorrow morning so I can make a michelada when we record, but I don't have any. And I was like, do I go to the store? And I texted Jennifer. I was like, listen... Here's the dilemma. I want this beer. 
I, I'm not wearing a bra. I'm quite comfortable. What do I do? And you were like, just put on another jacket and go. And I was like, thank you for believing in me. <laughs> and that's what I did. And there's a convenience store like a couple blocks from my house. I could have walked. Did I walk? No. I put Felix in the car. I was like, come on, you crazy dog. Let's go for an adventure. So Felix and I drove like two blocks and... I walked into this, like, I mean, this is a janky-ass-looking place. It had, like, bars on the windows and, like, a neon sign. And you can't see in the windows because it's, like, grimy and shit. You know, the, like, liquor store kind of situation that I'm describing. You're like, this is the place that sells Lucy cigarettes. Yep, exactly. So I go in, and I was like, oh, I forgot I'm in Colorado. It was amazing. It's, like, one of the best liquor stores I've ever been in. It was, like, sketchy on the outside, really cool on the inside. Um, so, <coughs> so anyway, I looked, like, sketch, and uh, I was tempted to buy uh, some nice beer, but I did not. I bought Tecate, and I just finished my coffee, so I think I'm actually going to pause and go hack up in the sink and then get a michelada do you want to pause the recording or do you want to keep it going um let's just keep it going because i feel like that's easier than trying to re-coordinate our thing okay I, i'm gonna refill on my scotch here oh shut up alarm <clears throat> all right i'm gonna go, I, i'm just gonna leave it attached you won't hear anything but uh i'll be back Okay. I had I had a cookie. I bought I bought this little six pack of cookies and um I was like this will last forever. They're already gone. <clears throat> oh my god. This is about to be one of my most favorite feelings. Uh this is how you know I'm wild. I'm like, why would you do illegal drugs when you could drink coffee and then a little bit of alcohol at the same time so your body's just confused. Yeah. Allegedly. Oh, good. Knives are important. Oh, hello, creepy. My cat. I heard something about sea legs. What? Sea legs. Oh, Felix. What? No, I didn't say. I said creepy. My cat is. Come on, sushi at the window creeper mom let me in yeah it's the problem okay poor Clint he's gonna be like I fucking hate you guys cause <clears throat> my mic is like in my butt alright <laughs> now I'm resituated Well, uh, there you go, Clint. That belch was for you. Um, oh, well, <clears throat> one real problem with cats is that, like, they're always running around making noise at night, and I have no reaction to it. Like, I have this shelf up high, like, kind of by the top of a door 
frame. And the other night, or the other morning, I woke up and it was on the ground. And I was like, when did that happen? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I guess there was a little bit of a noise last night. So, like, at some point in the night, they jumped up, knocked this shelf to the ground, and I was just like, heh, and slept through it. Like, if anyone breaks into my house, I'm just going to be like, cats, be quiet. Not an invitation. Okay, I you can tell that we haven't recorded in a while because we're just like bullshitting. We're 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 catching up. We're warming up. We're having fun think, talking to each other. <laughs> I think we've talked to Clint about this before, which is like this this uh this part helps with getting ready to tell the story. Speaking of which, am I telling a story now, or are you telling a story now? I thought I was telling a story now. I know, but you know. We can record in whatever order. I would like to get nice and sloshy for mine because, well, you're going to enjoy it. Okay, well, let's do mine, and then if we have time, we'll do yours. <clears throat> All right. So 